Welcome to the podcast. It's a no for me. I'm your host, Star. And I'm Josie. Thanks for joining us today. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see us out healing and we're folks in the back. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see, it's out here healing and we're growing. Because as we are um, working on our podcast platforms, as we're fixing our Instagrams and things of that nature, and also learning Anchor, um, I want to encourage you all to engage if you're listening from Spotify in our questions so that we get a better understanding of things that you're interested in and that you like to hear from us. The other thing is our new Instagram is up and running, so feel free to reach out to us and converse with us. And it is? It's a no for me, K-N-O-W, on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're, we want to hear back from y'all. Like, Josie and I, don't get me wrong, we be cracking up amongst <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> but it is always exciting to have engagement with you, um, so we look forward to that. It'd be nice to get a little community work going. Yeah. I'm trying to see what it do. So, just wanted to encourage you with that. Also, a little house or maintenance. We got one person from Spain <laughs> <laughs> listening to what we be talking about. And I just want to say shout out to you because now we international. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're doing big things out here. It's kind of yeah. crazy when it's like, what? That's we awesome. appreciate it though. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. You never know the reach you could extend with your stuff. So yeah. So I have no cool. idea. Yeah. No idea. So let's get into it. Today, I'm in the mood to talk about relationships. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I just am. Um, so our quote for today is centered around that. Um, there's one that says, I hope more women see, at least eventually, that a healthy relationship isn't anything that breaks you down. And that's by Debbie Ryan. I love that. I would even... I love it. I for sure love it. But I also think that could go vice versa with men. Absolutely. Because it shouldn't just be women that should understand that's that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, even though it uses the word woman, I would argue, like you're saying... That that goes for any human being. Yeah. That any type of healthy relationship, if it's healthy, obviously. Yeah. It's not something that breaks you down or tears you down. Nope. Yeah, I think that's definitely should be, you know, we call them the red flags. Mm -hmm. If that is occurring, that's a red flag. And determine, like, obviously, I don't ever want to be that type of person that says break up with them right away. Yeah. You know? I do feel things could be worked out. But if the other person's not willing to actually 
work that out with you or understand that you need some change, then that's when you got to break that out. (laughs) Same. And, you know, I've gotten better at it because I think before I was the kind of friend that not necessarily the leave that nigga friend, but (laughs) like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Because I've been her. I've been that girl who was like, what the fuck am I doing? But definitely the friend, I think that I've learned to turn the question back on the person I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. As opposed to talking about the dude that ain't shit, we're going to talk about why you're choosing this dude. Yeah. We're going to talk about what's going on with you that's got you, or even me, in this predicament. When I hear this, I, again, the only problematic thing of that quote was specifying only women. Yeah. Because our guys experience a lot of trauma as well oh, yeah. in some relationships. Um, and whether or not they're more outwardly, you know, speaking up about it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Yeah. I think I see that a lot more too. They kind of, people want to like, I don't know if it judge is the right word, but it's like, oh, why are you putting up with that? You should be able to put your pants on and, you know, make yeah. sure the relationship is going well. Like basically put the woman in their place. And it's like, no, bro, like women do this to guys too. Absolutely. And guys have feelings just like everybody else. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like everyone has the right to understand that no one should do this or put them down, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely agree. I have been in relationships that, basically we're toxic we're the opposite of healthy which is why i am so adamant about any relationship that i engage in being a healthy relationship yeah it can no longer just the toxic behavior no longer serves me yeah but it's not to cast judgment on those who are still struggling with that or who are in them because to keep it a stack ah girl listen i'm only aspiring to have healthy relationships because I know what toxic looks exactly. like and I know what it is. Um it's kinda of, it comes with the experience. That's when yeah. you understand that you want something different. Yeah. 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 I mean I, I could agree too because like currently yes I feel like I'm in a healthy relationship. But I could agree I may have been the unhealthy person in my previous relationships. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying, you know, or like we're saying, we're not judging anyone. I'm not judging myself for how I was. I just understood. No. And I understood with time that therapy was going to help me determine what the hell hell is going on with me. (laughs) Because if anyone's listening, (laughs) my bad for what I did. Because there were some things I could have been a nicer person. Really? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it it just reflects on how much of like an angry teenager, mid twenties or early twenties person I was, you know. I feel like there was so much pent up resentment from like family stuff, my traumas that I didn't know how to express it. It was just like coming out and like it wasn't serving the person. Like I was just being that ugly girlfriend, that toxic ass girlfriend. I yeah. felt like that's what it was. Wow. Yeah. So. My boyfriend now is lucky. <laughs> it took a lot, though, because yeah. I started therapy when I was with, like, as I've been with him. 
and he's even noticed the changes because he's always like, "Hey, good thing you, good thing you went to I'm therapy. so glad you're there today. Like, I, I mean, I, be, I will even share this. Um, when we first got together, I remember there was a point where he was gonna break up with me because I was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was around the same things of like, girl, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know." And that I think that's one of the things that like really was like, yeah, I got to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And I was already thinking of therapy because I think I was even like already scheduled the whole therapy thing process. Yeah. And he understood that. So he's like, all right, we'll work this through. So that's what I'm saying. Like he was willing to stick through it because he knew that that wasn't my whole part of me. You yeah. know, I was he knew my trauma. So he knew that it was just kind of the symptoms or the effects of yeah. that you know so yeah it, it definitely your, helps <laughs> your top three toxic traits are or were back then um i i think it's just that well like from last episode the whole i'm independent type of thing so i think that didn't allow me to accept his love in the way that he wanted to provide it so it was like kind of dismissive and it was it wasn't helping, especially at the beginning. Yeah. That doesn't help like, form girl, a... I'm trying to get to know you. Yeah, and love you. like build a nice relationship. <laughs> yeah, so... I feel that. Okay. I, I mean, I, and I'm not mad that he would have been like, bye, yeah, girl. Like, girl. what the hell? Be alone, then. <laughs> but like I said, I'm very appreciative that yeah. he was that type of, you know, man that right. said, no, we're going to work this together if... Because, I mean, that one part of him was like, no, I... This is a solid relationship. We just got to fix this one issues. Yeah. You know, the little issues. Yeah. Not that one, but a little yeah. issue. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's kind of where you could understand that things could work out. You just got to connect, like, together be open to the change. Because yeah. there's, I've seen people that are like, like the person, like, let's say the girl does verbalize she needs Something, something yeah. and the guy's like nah or like is opposed to like some people don't even want to do like couples therapy stuff like yeah. that yeah i find that so interesting but also quite common but that kind of goes to speak to the other person on how they may not even be fully committed into the relationship if they're not willing to do that for their partner yeah I mean, for real though, it, and not only that, they they are possibly not ready to change. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of times I encounter people who are like, I don't need therapy mm-hmm. if I'm good with my toxic ass. Yeah, <laughs> and because and and they're not partially wrong. There is somebody out there that will tolerate that. Oh yeah, the other toxic person. The other toxic person. Yeah, I think let's let's see. My probably. Top three toxic traits, if I had three, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would say it, it's kind of a, a toxic trait, but also a defense mechanism would be shutting down. Mm, yeah. But it can also be seen as stonewalling to some to a certain yeah. degree. Um, or just not having the ability to say what my need is. What I'm finding that's interesting about quote-unquote healthy relationships is a lot of it has to do with your communication style, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, And then also just understanding self. And sometimes I feel like we get into relationships without understanding those things or not even really curious to know about them. 
um, which is part of the learning process, though. Yeah. Literally, as a teenager, me growing up and dating and exploring and trying to figure out what it is that I like and understanding, you know, what kinds of relationships I want, I couldn't understand or have what I call my non-negotiables without yes. having experience in those things. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I... A lot of my toxic, which kind of goes hand in hand with in, like what you just said. Yeah. Sometimes our toxic behaviors are literally our coping mechanisms that are just not that great, yeah. not that healthy. Um, doesn't make you good, bad, or indifferent. But it's like you said, if you are in a relationship where two parties respect each other, they'll they'll do their best to be an active listener and find out what they can do to fix the problem. Because if you got two heads in something that's supposed to be better than one and one person is not willing, you don't really have that support. Yeah. Yeah. How I see it, you're like, with a dysfunctional family, your parents are obviously the most intimate relationship you have, right? And that's where you use your defense mechanism if they didn't raise you properly and, you know, the whole dysfunctional cycle. So that just goes to show that, you know, you can't detach from those things. You just carry them on into adulthood. And the most intimate relationship in adulthood is your partner. Therefore, you're just reflecting the same things that you were reflecting as a child because you haven't learned to change those things. Mm. So I think that's when Mm. the whole process of learning and healing helps with adult relationships. Because that's the thing. We, there's these skills we learned as a child that we, we may not know. Okay, sometimes we don't know, right? At this yeah. age, we may not know if you aren't in the healing process. But if you are in the healing process, you start to recognize the same patterns. And that's when you have to understand that they occur within relationships. And you need to understand how to build better relationships. Because mm. that's not the appropriate way to build them. Yeah. Yeah. That that was one of my things. I know for me, one of the things I always said was I just, I want discernment. I want to be able to discern well because as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the common denominator is me. Mm-hmm. So if I continue to pick people or in, in any type of relationship, family you can't choose, but people outside of that, that's totally your choice. What is it about me that causes me to to be attracted to a person like this. And whatever that this is, whether it's the hood nigga with the A, like, or... <laughs> with the ankle monitor. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> Not with the ankle monitor. <laughs> you ain't on house arrest no more. <laughs> you know. Girl, don't get me started. <laughs> Whatever it is, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But I don't even remember what the fuck I was about to say. <laughs> the type of people that you get into or that you like. Oh. <laughs> For me, I've said it over and over. I pick emotionally unavailable people, even in friendships. Even, and again, it goes back to parents not being a fucking available. Yeah. As I'm learning, as I'm getting to know people, as I'm learning better ways to navigate or build better relationships, discernment is something that I really focused on. Like, I want to be able to discern well. Yeah. All that means is 
and trusting my intuition and understanding that my gut about people most of the time is correct. Yeah. Especially after I've had enough time to observe certain things. Just like roll with that. As opposed to just ignoring the red flag. We give too many benefits of the doubt sometimes. Yeah. And that's not trusting your intuition. It is. You're right. Yeah. And not only that, but what probably should have been the quote is, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Exactly. Believe them the first time. I promise you. When when a man says, or a woman, whoever... When a person says, I'm not ready for a relationship right now, but we could smash though, <laughs> and you go into that thinking, well, I could change his mind. Eventually will be something. Girl or boy. It ain't <laughs> going to happen. You, you set yourself up, and I think it's the most tragic thing, but I also understand it cannot be done without learning. You set yourself up to break your own heart. Yeah. And that's really painful. Because for me, that's what I learned. I learned that, mm, yes, these people played a part in my heartbreak. But at the end of the day, I truly was breaking my own heart. Especially given the knowledge that I was understanding. I'm listening and hearing what this person is saying. And I'm trying to interpret it and fit it and change it into my own. Fucking yeah, you're trying to mold it to fit the story you want it to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just no. <laughs> yeah. No. But again, I, I definitely believe that that is because that's what was done to me. Yeah. That's literally what was done to me. Um, yeah. And so when I just, when I think about healthier relationships, I always feel like, damn, there are not enough people out here in the world trying to find healthy relationships. Everybody's toxic. Everybody's ratchet. Everybody's this. Everybody's that. And even that narrative is not necessarily the the best narrative to have. It's plenty of people out here yeah. that are working on their mindsets, that are that desire a good friendship, that desire healthy family, you know, situations where you can have a conversation about how you want to raise your kids. You can have a conversation about whether or not they're family oriented or not. What kind of what kind of values and morals do you have? And I feel like a lot of people, even with friendships, do not go into those conversations sometimes never. Yeah. That is true, actually. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I feel like... Do you think it's just because people don't want to dive in deep and see the future? Like... I know there's some people that are like, nah, let's just live in the present moment and go with the flow, see where it takes us, (laughs) right? But then it's like, but if you're really trying to be serious, then why aren't you at least preparing or like thinking of the future? Because that's, yeah, I agree. I I can recall a person I was in a relationship and I really feel like that was their favorite phrase. All we have is the moment. Which is not necessarily not true. Um, in fact, I learned a lot from that phrase. But at the same time, what I what I felt like was happening was that person didn't have the courage to say, I don't know what I want. I see. And right now, all I can handle is this moment. <laughs> so we're just going to stay 
moment by yeah. moment until eventually either I find out what I want or I run. It was more like passive. They were just like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to be straightforward, so let me just act like yeah. this is my motto, live in the moment type yeah. of thing. Huh. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I get the live in the moment thing, but it's even like I asked you today, like, bro, we've never really discussed like boundaries in terms of what we like. That's not that's something I want to be comfortable doing with any person I'm talking to every week on a damn goddamn mic. Like, yeah. That's why we're friends. Yeah. So what does that look like? How did and and I appreciate that I feel comfortable. Obviously, we have to have some sort of comfort level yeah. between us to do this weekly, but it it allows us to explore avenues because I you know, we have friends of all different kinds, right? We have friends that we can talk to about intellectual shit. We got friends that we go out and we just, we go dancing with them. We got friends that we call to talk shit about, you know who, (laughs) you know, like every friend has their role and what degree of healthy or toxic really is there in that, that you're okay with. Yeah. You know, so I just... Yeah, I find yeah, that. Yeah, I think even in relate in like friendships you should set boundaries. I agree. Yeah, that's true. Because there's some things where even if it's you know, your friend usually think like, Oh, anything passes. It's yeah, like no I'll rock for money. Okay, <laughs> I'll, let, let me out the car. I'll for real. You, I'll tell you straight up. It it has nothing to do with loyalty at all. Yeah. It yeah. Um I was earlier when you were talking about, I forgot what you mentioned, but I was thinking of the whole, how that cliche thing, like you can't love nobody till you love yourself. Yeah. And yes, it's, you know, thrown out there so loosely, but I think it, if you really think about it, it is true because if you're not able to understand your non-negotiables, you know, what you value in life, you know, the core values of yourself or even knowing how your communication styles, your love language, how yeah. you accept love. Mm-hmm. If you're not able to understand any of those things, then you're just going to let everything fly or everything's going to bug you. You know, you're either going to be so loose that fuck it, be toxic towards me. I'll just take all the hits. Yeah. Or if you go into a relationship and there's things that aren't being done that you want, you're going to be leaving That's real quick. Yeah. But what, what benefit are you doing for yourself? Nothing because you're not, verbalizing or expressing in any form that you want to express what those things are for you. Yeah. So I think it takes the ability to do that in order to build the healthy relationship. I agree. And when you said you can't love nobody until you love yourself, what as you were speaking, what I'm thinking is maybe it should be more like you can't love anybody or you can't understand somebody until you understand yourself because I think that's what that stems from yeah what I the whole journey of growth the whole you know point of doing it is to learn yeah it's to under have a better understanding is to progress and you know we were mentioning earlier about um like different personality tests and you mentioned one What's it called? The human design? Human design, right? So, tools like that, 
right? Whether it's the human design, whether it's the your birth um, chart, birth chart, whatever it is, there, you know, love languages, every, love languages. Not everybody believes in those things, but I, I'm telling you, understanding those little things where if if you feel like it agrees, that's really dope, and if you don't, okay. But for the most part. It can be very exciting to learn things about yourself that you didn't really realize. Yeah. And especially if you're not sitting here having open dialogue with people, sometimes people are not going to tell you. Exactly. And when they do tell you, their delivery might be trash. Yeah. So you might not even receive the thing you need to learn. I think instead of saying, you can't love anybody until you love yourself, first of all, what is love? That is true. You got to start with that question first. Because telling somebody to love themselves means nothing if their idea of love is abuse. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has a different vision of what love should be. Yeah. And like you just mentioned, for those who haven't tapped into any type of healing, yet suffered a tragic, like traumatic, you know, upbringing... You, that's what you know love is. Exactly. That's how, what you know relationships should be. You know, you don't know any different. And that's the difficult part of distinguishing what is love and what isn't based off the concept of love yourself. Because they're not going to know what that is. Right. Yeah. What would you say would help tap into that? Or... What do you think could help someone start understanding the basic quote? Like, you shouldn't be putting yourself through these situations. Um, I think for me, and, and the reason why that it's probably so difficult to even acknowledge is because in order to understand your non-negotiables, you first have to understand things that fuck you up so bad you never want to experience again. And in order to evaluate that, you have to dive into that. So, for example, one of my non-negotiables in any relationship at this point is communication. If if you struggle with communication, I know how to be empathetic to that. I know how to be understanding to that. Um, But if you are actively trying because our relationship is valuable, I can work with that. However, if you're just... You know, the kind of person whose communication is not your thing. You're not interested in communicating. You don't want no parts of it. You want to be as complex and fucking difficult in terms of confusing as you possibly can. I cannot. Yeah. And the reason I know that is because I've had that. I've had situations where you're, you know, there's gaslighting, there's manipulation, there are all of these things that have nothing to do with just being clear, direct. And again, I am just now learning to do that for myself. Yeah. So when you talk about you can't love nobody till you love yourself, I also couldn't clearly communicate or or be assertive until I learn how to do that for myself. Yeah. I'm not talking about standing up for somebody but you can't stand up for yourself kind of thing, which is also a thing um, where you like, you arrive for the next person, but when somebody asks you a question or tell me how you feel, you have no idea how to articulate your feelings. Been there too. Yeah. Um, another one of my non-negotiables is um, family-oriented. 
I desire somebody who appreciates family. And that family can be both biological or chosen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the bloodline that they come with. But somebody who values having a community and having support. Because what I do understand and know is if I love family and I'm able to be with my family, you love family, you're able to be with your family, we're able to, you know, cross, co-mingle, isolation is not going to be a thing and I don't need to worry about you trying to cut me off from the world. Because I see that happening a lot. Me too. That, that it's, that's a big toxic trait, I it's would say. It's a huge one. And, yeah. it, and it, it, it's almost so subtle. I have witnessed it just, you know, all of a sudden over the years, you don't talk to no fucking body. Yeah. It it to me it's like what do you gain out of that? Like does that it, that's basically the only thing I could think of because that's it's all like you need. does that person really want to be with this person? <laughs> that like, damn bad <laughs> that you're willing Yes, yes. And 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 sometimes I don't even know that it's that they want to be with that person because mm. I think at that point they're they're not even there's nothing there about there's nothing there exciting that makes me wake up and desire to be here today but at yeah. that point I, you're trapped yeah because it's like it's not like the other person's gonna love you more for having them there yeah. like the other person like you said is gonna be reflecting more of a bitterness more of a resentment you know and mm-hmm. it's like how does that person who's keeping them in not noticing these feelings because I believe in energetic, you know, things. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure that person's giving off an, an energy like, bro, get me the hell out. Yes. So it that's all I could think of is like that psychological need of control. Yes. Because you're not getting love out of that anymore. Absolutely not. However, whatever is happening, there is a need that's being met. That need could be housing because without this person you might be homeless it could be financial it could there is some need whether it's like the even if it's crumbs it's better than starvation or what you think is starvation because you know truthfully we and we may see it from a different vantage point but walking away from a, a situation like that where somebody's trying to isolate you so that you can't even reach out or be have resources have resources you don't always see that as problematic until one day you need support because it progresses and you lost this shit and you know found out some things and now it's too late yeah, those situations get crazy because it's like... I know. These... It's like codependency, narcissistic. It's all those tendencies right. that are just one person. Yeah. And then, I mean, from the outside, obviously, we could observe it and determine these things, you know, those characteristics. But it's yeah. like the people who are in it don't even, det- like, realize that that's what's going on. No. They're just kind of like, what is up with this dude? Like, he doesn't let me do anything. Yeah. Oh, he tripping or, you know, and it gets to the point where other people can see it. And what is very hard is talking to your friends or the person in that situation about it. Oh, yeah. Which I've experienced. I There was a time where... Okay, so story time. So, <laughs> so my ex-husband was 
very much the kind of person who was controlling. Um, he didn't, if he didn't like a certain thing, he would be very vocal about it. Okay. You know, very much needed to have control over situations. And I'm a free spirit. Always have been. Now, there's nothing about that situation from your, like, or question was that makes me wake up and be like, yes, I love that I can't go nowhere. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I'm pissed off. That's like resistance. I'm starting to have resentment. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like I don't need to be here anymore in this relationship. I'm like, it's going downhill. Yeah. Speeding train. And for some people that never ends. Oh no. That's what's, that's what's scary. Yes. Yeah. Especially like, they can't help themselves within and if nobody from like externally comes and helps like i've seen those like there's people who till this day probably are married in those bitter relationships like that unhealthy relationships and it's like i don't to me it's like how like (laughs) how but that's the thing they don't see anything differently so they don't know that to determine that their relationship is bad even if they're feeling all these negative feelings you know this resentment sadness depression they will will or will associate it with something else yes and totally dismiss the fact that it's the partner causing these things absolutely and and that is that is part of the sickness to be honest and that's when we talk about toxic traits part of the the need to stay is is my toxic trait. It's a toxic trait. It's something that is not healthy. Yeah. You know, toxic doesn't just have to be that's another one. Blame. Blaming the other person. They did this to me. Absolutely they did. Because you were standing right there for them to do it. But that's also you a were, defense mechanism because you yes. don't want to recognize that you have the free will to leave the relationship yet you're trying to blame the other person because you don't want to make it seem like oh i'm not doing good enough for me to actually leave the relationship you know and not only that but it can be the feeling of i i have depleted myself i have given everything and it's it's the audacity for this person to treat me this way after what i did and i would never do that to this person Mm -hmm. but this person told you very clearly who they were yeah they told you very clearly and you and what we do is we just kind of hold on to that hope that it will be like it was in the first couple months or whatever the fuck stages that they tried to use to cuff you like whatever they did to cuff you is what you're waiting for to come back it's not coming back no yeah like you said it's a stage (laughs) it is and i find it sad because you know you find yourself asking how the hell did i get here Mm mm-hmm you find you don't even know who you are when you look in the mirror. You sit over here like, what the actual fucking? You realize time goes by, and you've lost so much time. You've lost friends. You've lost um, hobbies and and things you've been yeah. doing. A lot of shit happens while you're intertwined with toxic. Yeah, you basically lose your sense of self. Yes, because you believe that the other person is. Like, the relationship is who you are, basically. Yes, exactly. 
No. I even if it's a relationship, I still believe in individuality. Agreed. And Which I think healthy. that's what it should be. Two individuals Yes, you're united, but that doesn't mean it's one, you know, a whole. Yeah. You know, it's like two individual parts. Yeah. People, when people say relationships are 50-50, it's actually 100-100. Yeah. It's 100% me complimenting and coming to form union with 100% you. Yeah. And on days where your battery is depleted and you're not 100% you, that's something we can work on because we've already established that you have the capacity yeah. to be 100%. Yes, you're, you may be running low on, or you may be having a bad day, but you have the capacity to, to do the things that I'm mentioning, which is clear communication. It's, you know, being able to express what's happening while, you know, and maybe you need time to process. That's okay, too. It's individuality. It's not being the kind of person that needs to go through your phone because for what? No. You know, because you don't trust. If you don't trust somebody, you shouldn't be in a relationship. With exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Yet it happens every day. Yes. Um... You know, these, these are things that, again, until you find that you never want to experience this again, again, it's hard. Yeah. Because you can, <laughs> shit, you don't know what you don't know. You have no idea that this is not a thing. Even sex, right? I, listen, there's so many things about being single and about being in a healthy relationship with self that I've learned what what it's supposed to look like, what yeah. it's supposed to feel like, what it's supposed to be like. What do you like? We all like different things. And it's not even just in sex. It's in life in general. We all like different things. Yeah. Understanding people's preferences. You can't know or even attempt to approach another person's preferences or what they like, if you don't even know what the fuck you like. I had a partner ask me one time, what can I do to please you more? I looked at him like, bitch, wait. <laughs> you know, like, nobody's ever asked me that. Yeah. I didn't even know how to answer it. Yeah, because you're so <laughs> taken like, what? Oh, shit, it's about you me. Know, like, oh, um, well, <laughs> you know, so now I'm like, it, I had never been asked that question. Yeah. And the fact that somebody asked it really made me think like, hmm. Because they're really taking you into consideration at that exactly. point. Exactly. And we weren't even in a like sexual setting in that moment. You know, people be talking shit when they yeah. <laughs> We were not even in a in a setting for it to be that. But it was more just like, what what can I do to to give you more pleasure? Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, because you had never had someone be... Never had somebody ask. Like, had, cater or, like, help you out just to make yeah, you happier, basically. Yeah. It's always somebody that think they know what they're doing. Ah. Think, they got it, think they got it like that. And then it'd be like... Uh, crickets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can't love yourself or know what you like or tell a person what kind of pleasure they could give you until you have understood that for yourself yeah well okay so you know how I asked that question so do you need to love yourself or you can't love yourself till 
Oh, you can't love others until you love yourself. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. What about, do you think that you can't enter a relationship till you work on yourself and heal yourself? Or do you think people are capable of entering relationships and working it out together? I definitely think people are, you're never 100% healed. No. So, yes, I definitely think you can enter a relationship and be working towards, you know, some goals of personal development but you the truth of the matter is nobody ever unless your mother fucking Teresa you nobody reaches that level of self-authentication Mm-mm. you know in their 30s yeah in their 20s in their you know in their teens so we're we're growing and I like that we've decided we're going to grow together that I'm okay with if 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 I can come to you and say, hey, you're my friend, I'm your friend, or we're we have relations, family, whoever it is, we can decide. I know I still got some shit I'm working on. I know you still got some shit you're working on. But if I was just like, you know, no, Josie, I can't be your friend yeah. because I don't know how to communicate effectively yet. <laughs> and so, like, you know, that yeah. is. That defeats the purpose of us figuring it out together. Yeah, because you you're you could potentially be putting off something that could be like great and wonderful. Yes. Um, I asked that because of the concept of twin flames, right? I w- I'm gonna read the when definition I that I found. Um, yeah. Because I find like it is it goes into this concept of basically healing together. Mm, so okay. <clears throat> this one's by Dark Doctor Harmony. She's an intuitive energy healer. So her, she says, typically, a twin flame will reopen unhealed wounds, causing emotional pain that could leave you feeling uh, distraught, but all with the higher purpose of helping you fully see, feel, heal, and learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in a relationship, the other person... And these things don't even have to be, like, intentionally... Like, they're not intentionally trying yeah. to mess you up. But it does cause that trigger, obviously, yeah, which, like it says, it reopens an unhealed wound. And I feel like the concept of twin flames, it's like these two people who technically... You know, they say, like, that's, like, your soulmate in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. they complete the other half of you. Yeah. But I think the reason that they do that is because they're able to trigger you, which... I know in other concepts, we'd be like, oh, no, we don't want triggering people. But I think in this concept, it's like they're unintentionally triggering you, but to they don't just trigger you. They also help you resolve it and like deeply resolve it so that it doesn't continue to help happen. And not only that, but when you think of a trigger, you know, we think of it as I'm triggered. It's become such a well, you know, thing where it triggered. So I'm responding but also trigger as in if you put, you know, a dollar in the vending machine, you're triggering it to give you an action. Exactly. Like they are put, starting something and putting something in motion based off of the pain they've caused unintentionally. Yeah. And I get that. I know exactly who my twin flame is with his living head ass. And that's okay. Yeah. But that is definitely a true. I, I find that true. Yeah. I Yeah. Because I'm like... In reality, like you said, you're never fully healed. Never so fully healed. if someone really enters your life and it, it, it's going well, but obviously there's these little things that may be coming up for you, like AKA triggers, then 
it doesn't mean it's a relationship you should let go of. It's just if you're both willing to work on it, then that reassures you that it's a healthy relationship because you're yeah. both willing to see it flourish, you know, in the long run right. and make it a future thing for you. And not only that, but just you know, actually progressing and working through requires you visualizing. It requires you thinking about at least how do you know when that that issue is solved? What does that look like? If the next time you you know, happen to, because people fuck up. We all fuck up, right? I might tell you, Josie, please, for the love of God, push your chariot (laughs) or whatever the thing is and you may forget you know, and it may happen again. How do I know when that issue is solved? I can physically see you learn to push your chair in. Or I can physically see that when you forget, you know what? My bad. You've taken my feelings into considerations. For everybody that's different, it looks different. How do you know that we're working on it together? Are we able to communicate? Does it feel like I'm still walking on eggshells? Yeah. All of these intuitive things that we ignore, those are signs that it's not being addressed or that it's not working out in the way that you're hoping. So how do you get each other on the same page? Yeah. When I think of people coming into your life, specifically twin flames, and putting you in a position where you have to heal, you have to grow, it causes you so much pain that again, you never want to feel that shit again. Yeah. Therefore, you find ways to not experience that and not in an avoiding way. For me, my twin flame literally caused me to go to therapy. I'm out. Because <laughs> it hurt that bad yeah. that I went to therapy. And I, I find that to be the probably the best growth spurt I've I've had the privilege of experiencing. Yeah, and that that came out of pain. So, yeah, I feel like oftentimes we don't like to see how these negative aspects of our life actually help construct us into the person that we are now. Yeah, and yeah, you know, some things may still linger, and you're like. <clears throat> trying to work it out still but I feel like they eventually teach you something that you need for the future Absolutely. like I always feel like everything I went through yes like I mentioned it's traumatic and blah 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 right but I personally feel like my soul needed to go through that because of what will come in the future for me yeah you know sometimes there's those lessons that you're like why did I even have to learn that Maybe the time hasn't come yet where that's going to be the solution to the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's it's just up to divine timing when that lesson's going to have to take place. Yeah. Or where that one solution is going to be applied to, yeah. you know? And you'll be glad you learned it. Oh, yeah. You'll be glad you learned it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think for every relationship and, again, when I say relationship, I mean any kind. Not just romantic or intimate. Yeah. Um, but interactions with people should be based off of you. And you can always, I think you can determine where a person is at by, again, watching how they communicate. It's a big thing. Yeah. If somebody just 
is not communicating with you the way you would like for them to communicate or is struggling to understand your love language, which I wanted to ask you about love languages because you mentioned that earlier. Going back to those different personalities, um, traits, and just understanding, I didn't realize love languages were even a thing until much later. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the person who asks, like, how can I please you more? And I'm like, uh, and then I remember turning around and asking him, what's your love language? And he was like, what's, what's that? that? You know, like, and in that moment, we were able to just show each other something. For the first time, he had the ability to look to see what that even looks like. Hmm, what do I identify with? What way do I like to be loved? We can both take those same things whether we are in you know in relation or not and really like expand on that really understand what that means instead of being so upset mad or bitter that it didn't go exactly the way in which i needed to that you never think about that again and that lesson like that seed that was sowed goes you know wasted like i think of love i think of relationships as little seeds and you don't know when they're gonna spring up you don't yeah. know when they're gonna blossom but I, I it made me think of that um because we were able to teach each other something in that yeah. moment um but love languages do you know what yours are quality time i think it was quality time yeah because remember i hate gifts that's right. <laughs> Y'all listen, don't, don't give Josie no gifts. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think that's the important thing. Because once you get to learn these certain things of your partner, yeah. you start to understand, okay, like let's say my boyfriend gave me a gift and he didn't know I hated gifts, right? Yeah. And I'm over here like bitter looking ass, like, ugh. Yeah. Like not trying to open this shit. Looking ungrateful and shit. <laughs> so then that's going to make the, you know, my partner be like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick you know but now you know once he does know this thing he knows not to be giving me gifts because then that's gonna not cause an issue that doesn't need to be there because we already know each other's love language you know so i think it's important to understand and gauge how your person you know accepts love and you know not only accepts it but gives it too because then that could help you verbalize oh actually i don't like that i like it this way you know and that's when you start working together to be cohesive and understand that everyone has a different way of giving and obtaining love yeah i agree um my favorite or love language is words of affirmation okay i appreciate well, I just appreciate words of affirmation. I like when people are vocal about their appreciation for the things that is happening within our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're expressive in that way. I know for everybody that doesn't come naturally, but I remember watching this TikTok and it was like, yeah, there are five love languages, but like the two deadliest ones are words of affirmation and physical touch. And I was like, how the fuck can they be deadly? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like come on. Come on. You're, you're doing too much. But essentially what it says, like, okay. So for those of you who don't know, the five love languages are quality time, gift giving, 
acts of service, words of affirmation, and physical touch. So if you if you appreciate acts of service, um, and you, I think that's me too. You you do appreciate acts, of, right? Okay. Yeah, because I like when like. I don't have to take out the trash. Yeah, or we appreciate They that. refill, or my boyfriend refills the soap bottle. You know, there's, yeah, there's some gas in your tank. Because sometimes I'm like, nah, bro, I ain't doing everything here. Okay. So those little things, especially like when I come home and the trash is taken, I'm like, oh, okay. thank you. Like, yeah. So I like that one too. Okay. I'll take those. <laughs> so we'll take those right on over here. Thank you. Um, so that'll be acts of service for 500 for Josie. <laughs> yeah. And okay, let's say acts of service. Let's say I, you know, or let's say that somebody does something kindly for you. It would be weird if, if Miguel took out the trash and all of a sudden you turn around and immediately like cooked his dinner because that's the reason why. Okay. That, that's weird you yeah. wouldn't necessarily do that but you could like later in the week return the favor like here you go you know yeah. your favorite whatever um quality time if we're hanging uh, you know if you're hanging out together and you're doing your thing you don't necessarily have to do anything other than spend the time together okay gift giving if if you give me a gift and i immediately like gotta find you something to give you back that would be awkward because you don't yeah. have to do that. Like I gave it out the kindness of my heart. Chill. Yeah, you don't have to reciprocate it just because I'm doing it. For right. Yeah. But words of affirmation and physical touch. If you are a words of affirmation, and I say, "Hey, babe, I love you," and they just stare at me like, like that new TikTok creator. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> that would hurt <laughs> if it's not done back. Genuinely. Genuinely, or if it's not, you know, a, a tag, like a touch and go kind of thing, or if, you know, it's something yeah. of that nature. Physical touch, if I reach out to give you a hug and you like back the fuck away, that that feels like rejection. Both of those feel like rejections, which is why he made it say, he said they could be the deadliest. Okay. Which makes sense. But again, it's important to know these things. I had a partner who did not fuck with physical touch. That mm -hmm. was not their jam. Okay. My but, <laughs> you know, I had to know that so that I'm not over here trying to, you know, be all mushy and shit. And he just like, okay, <laughs> you're doing a lot. And it doesn't mean that he's not attracted to me or they're not interested. It's just not their jam. That's okay. Yeah. I... That definitely may be one of um, <clears throat> my partner's uh, not so much favorite one. Uh, physical touch as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's good to know that because there's there's a time and place for everything, right? Yeah. There's times where it's like, yeah, let's hug and shit. But yeah. I do understand that when it's too much, it's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, You're doing a lot. <laughs> I think it's perfect because I don't like too much of that either so it's like okay we're at that good balance yeah but i'm pretty sure if people were like that was what they liked i'd be like i think you might have to find someone else yeah. sir. <laughs> damn because damn. i mean but that's if, so that's wrong with that. exactly if you don't like it you don't have to remain in a relationship that you're gonna put yourself through that exactly. just because the other person likes it exactly 
you're absolutely right about that and that is true it's it's one of those things where just knowing what those love languages even are is helpful and again understanding yourself so you can't love somebody till you love yourself but you also need to understand yourself i feel like understanding yourself in this moment takes precedence of loving because you, you can understand for what sure. there is to love about you that's what's helpful to me mm -hmm. yeah it's a bit difficult when you just can't can't even fathom you don't know what the fuck yeah <laughs> Fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruh, the first time I had to look in the mirror and say, you know, I love you, you are beautiful. Like, You're looking back at yourself like, girl, girl you lied. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was uncomfortable, but at the same time, if words of affirmation are my shit, that's what I got to give to me. So I have to learn to speak life in myself because what I don't want is to become relying on a partner that's only telling you oh you're so beautiful and da, 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 da. and then that's how people fall into traps because yeah. a person learns whatever your love language is and then you know for a first couple days they find oh, okay well i'm gonna try the gifts think about it all of these things these love languages in the beginning of a relationship they're all, people use all of these Yeah, tactics. that is like the main focus. Absolutely. They try all of them. They see which ones you respond to, right? So they want to spend time with you. They Let's go on a date. Let's do this. They bring you flowers. They bring you a gift. They bring you whatever the fuck. Then they do acts of service by, you know, oh, shit, a text message can be an act of service yeah. in some ways. You know, um, words of affirmation. Oh, what's a good morning, beautiful? All this shit. Those cheesy ass shit in yeah. the beginning. <laughs> you want to caress their face and kiss, and all of these things happen in the honeymoon phase. But what happens when you're four years into this shit? Three, you know, what happens when time progresses? What things are still apparent? What things are still happening, or what things do you still desire that are not happening anymore? That's you kind of hone into these things as you continue to grow so i i do think it's interesting that when you first start relationships all of these things like intimate ones specifically but all of these things take place until they it's don't like the, it's like they're trying to gauge what works and what does exactly and so that's why to me i think you know you meet a person in this this world whirlwind romance yeah it's because they're they got the cheat sheet yeah <laughs> They up here smooth talking and doing all this stuff. I'm just like. It's like their survival guide for the yeah. relationship. <laughs> right? I mean, but again, that could be seen as love bombing. It could be so many different things. But it's important to know the things that you need out of relationships. Yeah. Um, and it, again, doesn't have to necessarily be intimate. It can be all of the things. I know for a fact my grandmother gift givings like that's number one. I didn't understand that until I understood acts of service. I mean, until I understood love. And I remember having a conversation with her, and you know, she's like, "I just don't understand you." And I'm like, "I know. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware that you don't get me." Um, and I said, "I think it's because we have different love languages." 
Now my grandmother being the elder didn't understand what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> you know, she's like speaking that, yeah, <laughs> speaking that gibberish. And I'm like, no, I, I understand. Your way of love is gift giving. Mine is more of words of affirmations and the fact that you belittle me and I can't afford the kind of gift you want. <laughs> it just doesn't help. It doesn't Sorry. Work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's used to fucking bougie shit. Well, I'm talking diamonds and per- like literally I, I can't even do I can't even go there, but I will say she don't give a fuck if it's a card. Gifts are her shit. Okay. Um and you know, just understanding what that looks like i also heard or tell me what you think about this the your love language was the thing you were deprived of most as a kid huh Uh, probably (laughs) well with my unsupervised ass maybe that's why i like quality time yeah and acts of service yeah maybe because i always had to do shit for myself so i could see that i could see that I never heard that, but I definitely could see how see that goes hand in hand. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a bit crazy. It is. <laughs> so we kind of seek what we didn't receive. Yeah, mm. and that's your love language. And again, I think it's nice to know that about yourself, but also understanding how to give that to yourself is helpful. Again, my words of affirmation, acts of service. Words of affirmation are important to me because I appreciate speaking life. I used to be belittled all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate people to pour in. I spend a lot of my time throughout the day loving on people, pouring into people. I, I appreciate when it's reciprocated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I find that interesting yeah. in terms of... Yeah, I never heard that for sure, but... Right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, Lord. <laughs> That's facts. But yeah, when it comes to relationships, we you can't survive Earth without relationships. No. I think, yeah, I mean, there's people who do live on, you know, by themselves the whole life because they believe that they're better off that way. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that <clears throat> that may just have been because of their previous experiences. So, like, You're talking for, about not contact with a single person. I mean, like contact, but like a like intimate love relationship. Oh. Like my grandma, my grandma. Ever since fuck, it's been since my mom was about sixteen. She has not been with anybody, and or she's always been like that independent person. You know, back to those characteristics yeah. and always just kind of living on her own uh now she lives with my aunt but it's just she never had another partner and but i i totally see why she had domestic violence of very abusive relationships with her first two husbands so it was one of those like i am done with that shit i'm out and you know she's older obviously she's my grandma so she never went through the healing process so Mm -hmm. she didn't know how to differentiate that that like our quote we shouldn't have to go through that but she kind of wasn't able to learn that so she'd just rather be like fuck it it's a no for me i'm out of these relationships it's a no for me it's a no for me okay yeah i understand grams yeah (laughs) but 
I do agree that in one in you know whether it's really intimate and really I mean when it comes to intimate I don't even think it has to be a partner or a love relationship it, it could just be family I have intimate relationships with a lot of people I prefer intimacy yeah over like most grandiose things yeah i like when it's, superficial yeah i like when it's deep i like when it's a vibe i like when we truly connect yeah yeah because you get to see more perspectives and stuff like that like it, yeah. it goes deeper than you know surface level stuff yeah. but yeah i really do think that in one shape or form we need to have a relationship with somehow others yeah um because i do think others lift us up and you know support us in what we need even though we could be solid in ourselves we yeah. do somehow need I others I went almost into the phase where I'm just never gonna be in, like <laughs> I'm not gonna because I'm just like mm, I couldn't see past the fact that healing was available yeah. healing is a thing like I know it feels like hell right now but you're gonna get through it and I think you know, baby steps, taking it one day at a time, helped me to be like, okay, girl, it's fine. We can go back out there. <laughs> like, it's fine. You know, because we've learned things. We're not the, I'm not the same person yeah. that I was back then or whenever the, the trauma happened. But it's like you said, sometimes people don't see it that way or they don't heal. They don't go that route. Yeah. Or even know what the hell a twin flame is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like what? They see it as a red flag. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of understanding that it could be something that helps them yeah. grow. Yeah. yeah. Relationships are tricky, but I do feel like we benefit from them a lot because we could gain a lot of things out of them. Yeah. What would you say your um, non-negotiables are? I know you're already in a relationship, but that doesn't mean that they don't exist. Um, but like things that are just a no for you. Um... Damn, on the top of my head. Um, like, for sure, don't try to take me away from my family. Okay. I just basically don't try to run my life. Like, let me still have my individuality. Individual. Yeah. Go. Okay. Yeah. Do um, you have some specific ones? That are absolute no for me? Yeah, I do. I got a game. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was writing in my journal, and I had to write you know, and envision exactly the kind of person that not only I want to be, but I desire to have. Yeah. Because I think there's anxiety about going in the dating world and, you know, uh, we got to do all these things over again. But honestly, it can be really fun. Yeah. Uh, it can be fun getting to know people. It can be fun walking into situations and owning them and, and learning about yourself and things you don't like. And, you know, so for me... I kind of mentioned some of them. The communication one is a non-negotiable. Um, lying. Like, yeah. in the sense that, don't get me wrong, we all lie. Um, but if you're deliberately trying to be deceptive because you may have a girlfriend or you may have, um, you know, you think I'm going to react a certain way, whatever it is, what are you lying for? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not feeling the liar. Um, which to some degree I could say I used to be because I always had a partner 
that if I said, hey, I'm going to do this simple task or this one little thing, they blew away the fuck out of abortion. So I ain't telling you shit. So what would you, like, I'm going to my grandma's house or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, I, I mean, and it's the simplest things that the average person would not be upset yeah. about. But because it's your ass, I know that I have to say it a different, a certain way and yeah. approach it. Like, I don't like walking on eggshells around nobody. I would say that's one has very poor manners oh like i i i have a really big pet peeve for you to be just rude to people i desire a kind person yes um that you know leads with kindness and that's a whole nother thing but that's important um you know respectability respect in any relationship that yeah. shit is necessary Another hell no for me. <laughs> oh, and of course the one of if you not knowing what you want. Like if you have no desire to be in a relationship, that's okay. Um, but don't, again, kind of twist it in a way that makes it appear like you are actively looking for somebody who is. Yeah. Say you want a fuck buddy. Okay, and take you, you know, like sit, yeah, because then, be then you'll attract the same thing you want. Exactly. But um, I think that's what it is. People get trapped in those situations because they lie and act like that's what they want. And yeah. when the other person reflects that, they're like, "Oh shit, wait, hold yeah. on." It's like, bro, you should have been straight up from you the beginning. Have said, Why are you being weird to me? <laughs> exactly. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> not do that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that goes for all. in any relationship. Not just intimate. Yeah. Everything else I could work with, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with those. Cause... What are some signs of a healthy relationship for you? Like, even friendships. Um, Would they actually listen to you? That's, like, a big one for me. So, like, active listening. Active listening. I just learned there were five different types of listening today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, compassionate listening. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that for sure... Um, you know them holding that safe space for you yeah actually being able to hold a conversation and talk things out not automatically being like trying to tell them your opinion it's like hold on i feel like relationships should have that form of communication to me it's just like just don't be fucking rude as hell like (laughs) i don't know to me healthy relation i it's hard to distinguish that just because now i'm like it's been so long i don't know what the (laughs) hell unhealthy is at this point you know yeah but I don't know, I just feel like someone who isn't trying to keep you from being who you want to be for yourself also, mm-hmm. and someone that uplifts you based off your own desires as well. Yeah. Um, because everyone has something different that they want. And like, let's say like people are changing too. If the other person isn't like accepting of the changes you're making, I think that's a red flag as well. Yeah. Because then they're holding you back from your growth mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't want you to outgrow them exactly you mentioned losing yourself in people when you mention being separated from your family like don't try to take you from your family the opposites of those things would be positive would be healthy it's being able to have your own identity it's being able to be around family girl not be belittled or uh, you know humiliated when you're around other people like 
I'm not saying they gotta sing your praises at every function, but sir, you need to be saying something nice. <laughs> you well, know? All these things, I feel like they're just forms uh, the symptoms of codependency in just a relationship form mm. instead of them your parents. Because that's really what Sheesh. it is. <laughs> your identity is being taken from you. Mm. The them mal- uh, bad talking you, that's what parents used to do. You know, like those Only are codependency things. Or lack thereof. Exactly. Yeah. Invalidating your own reality when it trying to make it theirs. Those are all the same. They go hand in hand. Blames you. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Gaslighting and stuff. Yeah. Well, there you have it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, codependencies, it reflects off a lot of things. And we really got to evaluate those symptoms to see yeah. if they're reflecting off of you and how you could work on those. Yeah. But I do think healthy relationships are possible. We just have to be, okay. I guess, firm believe, believing that they are possible and stand strong that that's what you want right and basically the non-negotiables like you said you wrote those down people should really take the time to write those down because then you're really physically writing or establishing what it is that you will take and what you won't take yeah that way you're not confused you know because we can get really wrapped up in some like i said whirlwind or friendship or anything somebody comes along and wants to be your mentor like all of these business relationships whatever the relationship is you have a clear understanding of what your values and morals are it goes back to what we were talking about earlier like damn have we ever sat down and be like girl what's off limits for you (laughs) yeah it's that's a regular conversation but it's not happening every single day it's not happening in every friendship i know for me it wasn't yeah we would just trauma bond like i don't want to trauma bond anymore i want positive conversations i want conversations no matter what category of friendship you're in where the experience is not leaving a long-lasting negative effect on me and i'm just staying in it exactly so definitely i feel that yeah (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I um, look forward to healthy relationships. I would say for our listeners, take some time, write it down. Really think about what you desire out of people and find a way to give that to yourself. That's a challenge, I'm aware, because I'm going to do that now. But it is worth it. It's, it's, I take myself on, out on dates all the time. As y'all know, I'm going to the Chris Brown, Chris Brown concert. I'm going to the Kendrick concert. I'm doing these things alone. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, until I have somebody to share that with, child, please. I'm out here yeah. doing the things that make me feel good. Um, yeah, you and, don't restrict yourself cause, yeah, just because you don't have someone. Just because you're waiting for somebody else. And don't get me wrong. I know that it's a beautiful thing to have that other person that can, you know, like... It feels good to have a cheerleader on your side, but sis, sometimes, sir, ma'ams, <laughs> all y'all, sometimes you gotta have your your own back, just, yes, and just roll with that, mm-hmm. um, and establish establishing a healthy relationship with yourself, yeah, first. So yeah, you can't love others until you learn to love yourself, but you also, like we've been saying can't really establish a healthy bond with anybody else until you've established one with yourself yeah that's very important don't let nobody knock you off your square okay (laughs) definitely
All right, y'all. Stay healthy. <laughs> Have a good one. That concludes today's episode. Thanks for coming through to chop it up with us. We're really glad you're here. Feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. It's a no for me, K-N-O-W. And also, give us a nice rating. We'd love to hear your feedback. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay grounded in love and stay solid.